So, welcome everyone to uh, another interesting episode. And uh, I would like to introduce my guest uh, today. So, I have Ray R. Dharma or Dr. Rashmi with me. And uh, I'll ask interesting questions uh, around that spiritual name of yours and your own uh, your history with uh, this interesting space of Reiki, energy, uh, healing and all of that. So, uh, Dr. Rashmi, can I call you Dr. Rashmi for the introduction at least? Yes, yes, yes sure, sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, so Dr. Rashmi is one of the earliest practitioners of uh, Reiki in Bangalore. So, uh, and she's worked with more than you know 10,000 plus people she initiated into Reiki. And I think if I get the numbers right, somewhere around 4,000-ish in terms of, you know, they're, they're becoming masters uh, of, of Reiki. Yeah. And I also heard, uh, saw something interesting, you, you, your Miss Bangalore in your uh, early 90s. Where, uh, uh, so I think I'll also touch upon that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's I, I can post this podcast and saying, you know, I've had a Miss Bangalore on my podcast. <laughs> now it's the inner beauty. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that that is true. So thank you so much for coming on board uh, and, you know, giving our listeners, our viewers a very interesting experience, which I'm sure uh, there is. And, uh, you know, uh, the first of uh, first questions in, in terms of uh, uh, my own interest was, you know, when one of my cousins put me in touch with you and said, you know, there's, there's a person, you know, she does Reiki and I was like, oh, Reiki, that looks very interesting. Uh, I've never had somebody with that background come on board. Maybe not even get in touch, maybe. this You're the first person uh, I am talking to who has a background of Reiki. And I'm very sure that it's the case with my listeners, or maybe it's not the case uh, also. But either way, it's going to be an interesting thing to listen from you. And uh, yeah, I already sense that nice uh, energy coming from you uh, all the way from Mumbai. <laughs> Thank you for being such a good receiver. Absolutely. The allowingness is absolutely yours, Sunil. And uh, thank you for this opportunity. May I, uh, I hope uh, that I will bring something really, really uh, uh, memorable. You know, uh, we are leading our lives making memories. This is what I always uh, uh, go about doing my work with those uh, aha moments in mind, <laughs> you know, wherever I have those aha moments, that's what I want to share with everyone. And thank you for this platform. Thank you so much. And Hello. yeah, Spurti, love her. <laughs> love you so much. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, our thanks in regards to Spurti. Uh, you know, thank you for uh, introducing us. So if, if you had to give me and my listeners, uh, uh, you know, an yeah. introduction that, that's easy for them to digest in terms of what Reiki is, uh, I'll do that. But what I'll do, uh, Sunil, is I like to start with a gratitude prayer. Somehow, over the years of uh, being on this planet, seeing 66 uh, summers, uh, right now it's summer, so I can say summers, <laughs> is that uh, gratitude is the key to all, um, call it the treasure house of uh, whatever we are looking for, may, be it peace, uh, be it uh, bonding and friendships or uh, health, for instance, right now we are really looking at that. So uh, gratitude. Uh, if it's okay with you, would you like to just close your eyes while I read a small short Absolutely. gratitude prayer? Because without that, um, I think I'll feel very incomplete. That's <laughs> the way we start. All right. Yes, so here we go. Deep at the center of my being, there is an infinite well of gratitude. I now Allow this gratitude to fill my heart, my body, my mind, my consciousness, my very being. This gratitude radiates out from me in all directions, touching everything in my world and returns to me as more to be grateful for. The more gratitude I feel, the more I am aware that the supply is endless. The use of gratitude makes me feel good. It is an expression of my inner joy. I'm grateful for myself and for my body. I'm grateful for my ability to see and hear, feel and taste and touch. I'm grateful for my home and I take loving care of it. 
I am grateful for my family and friends, and I rejoice in their company. I am grateful for my work, and I give it my best at all times. I am grateful for my talents and abilities, and I continually express them in ways that are fulfilling. I am grateful for my income, and I know that I prosper wherever I turn. I am grateful for all my past experiences, for I know that they were part of my soul's growth. I am grateful for all of nature and I am respectful of every living thing. I am grateful for today and I am grateful for the tomorrows to come. I am grateful for life now and forevermore. Amen. I'd like you to just keep your eyes closed another few, uh, a minute or two. I want you to get a taste of what it is like to feel, if in fact our audiences too, we all feel energies. We all know through quantum physics that everything on the planet is energy, it's atom. But to be able to sense, feel and experience, I want to give a short experience of that. So uh, let me just begin by asking you to sit comfortably, move your body slightly forward so that your spinal cord is relaxed yet balanced. Now I want you to take normal breaths. Just don't do anything to your breath as yet. In and out. Just make sure we are undisturbed. You're relaxing with every in-breath, natural and normal. Now, for just three breaths, Take a slow, deep breath in, right into your belly. With the in-breath, see your belly fill, rise. And then as you exhale, empty your belly completely. Just do this twice more. Good. Now... I want you to imagine a bubble of energy around you. Just a balloon, a ball, or a bubble. And then fill your bubble with your color, which could be gold, white, or blue. The color of your choice. Fill your bubble with the color of your choice and extend it out to about two feet around you. Keep breathing, normally and easy. Just make sure that it is above your head and under your feet. So a nice, large bubble, gold, white, or blue, above your head and under your feet. You're still breathing, naturally and easily. A helpful image is, could be to visualize your body as the yolk of an egg and the bubble being the white, the protective layer being the shell. Continue breathing. Feel this fully. You can make the shell thicker to increase your protection, if you will. Continue breathing. Slow. Natural breaths in and out. Now, I want you to visualize, imagine, or then simply declare it is so, that your bubble is expanding and contracting with your breath. Good. In expansion. Out, contraction. Now, you could hold this practice at any time of day or night, but for today, I'd like to put in a small affirmation. It's a beautiful way to protect yourself and also not cut you off from life's experiences. 
It's almost like wearing a raincoat. You cut yourself off from the rain, but yet experience the weather. You could say after me three times mentally. Because in the core of my being, I am rich and wealthy. I experience richness and wealth. Because in the core of my being, I am rich and wealthy. I experience richness and wealth. Because in the core of my being, I am a rich and wealthy person. I experience richness and wealth. So it is, so be it. Relax your breathing. In your own pace and time, wrap the thumbs of your hands together. Place them on your eyes. Slowly, with a smile, come back into the Thank you. That was interesting. Welcome. <clears throat> Hmm, so, yes, a nice yes. way to kick off the whole space. <laughs> yes, yes. Isn't that beautiful? So, that's what the mind can do, and that's what energy can do. Uh, coming back to your <laughs> uh, question, um, let me start on how I got into it. Mm -hmm. So, the existential questions of who am I, what am I doing, why do people. Um, so this started with the passing on of my father. I was a daddy's girl. And it took me about a year to come to, should I call it make peace with the event? Make mm -hmm. peace with it. In that one year, what I now call the cocoon phase. That time I thought I was going into a depression, but I, in hindsight, I realized that the earth shattering experience that I had also uh, like a gift that my father left for me, gift that the ancestors give to us by their passing, is to get us to finally, eventually, reach what is your purpose on earth. And between the in-breath and the out-breath, so we can call it destiny, right? If for the lack of a better word, it's very much used mm -hmm. also. This is your this is your destiny. But what I realized or what I was seeking the answers for is, what is this whole um, free will then all about? <clears throat> yeah. So then it's not like I've discovered that or I've got my answer. There's always work in progress. But I reached a certain point where I was ready to attract this uh, very formalized modality called Reiki, mm -hmm. uh, which I... And, uh, but my question was, if there is no such thing as free will, then what are we doing here? Then what do psychologists tell us? And what is it that, uh, you know, uh, even our scriptures tell us? Do your work, do it well, put your all into it. You know, our, uh, uh, in, the, in the corporates also, we are told to put in our 100%, yeah, and become achievers. So that's how we've been programmed that achievement is on the outside. Now with the crash in my life, I found that in a way I found myself totally life being meaningless. There was nobody to, um, you know, uh, to validate my experiences, nobody to say good work done, my dear daughter, no one to uh, look up to, no one to prove anything to. He was a great achiever. So there was always this rush, am I good enough? Am I good enough? And with his passing, it was like, now what? There's nothing for me to do. So that's a, pretty much a point of breakdown. And the breakthrough was that it's not about doing anything. It's about who you are as a being. Now, the uh, 
because I took one year, I was looking for something, you know, that time you do a little bit of guru shopping and then you do, you know, witch hunting and then you do a little bit of whatever somebody says, okay, eat this, maybe this is good for you uh, or uh, drink that, that is good for you or just be happy, think positive. I mean, none of it was really, really sinking in because that was very, very superficial. And it was only in the introduction to Reiki by, uh, by a grandmaster called Dr. Paula Horan. Um, by her introduction to Reiki, the mysticism of life itself, uh, at least that, you know, taste of it, the seeking element came up. So if I'm a, a, a caterpillar, I just simply understood that I will have to, in order to become a butterfly, be an achiever or whatever it is, whatever your goals are in life, I have to go through the cocoon phase. Have to. There is no shortcut to this. And for that, uh, I thought, because I generally use the word, uh, we use these words, you know, I don't vibrate with you, I don't gel with you and all of that. So this was, it all just came back saying, I mean, how uh, frivolously we've used these words, but they're actually we are like radio sets picking up signals, giving out signals, and that's all that we are. That's all there is to it. And mm -hmm. how serious we've taken life to be. And maybe the name of the game is to make sure that the signals are going accurately, appropriately, and pure, uh, purely. Yeah. So to purify your actions, your deeds, and then see within that framework of destiny, your free will would be the path you choose in order to fulfill what is destined for you. And if I may say, um, I think that would be a very, um, very out there statement, um, but I'll say it anyway, because that's me. <laughs> I probably you'll remember me with this. So like we have a seed which we plant, and it grows into a beautiful, large tree. Look at the precision in nature. The seed, that little one, is coded so beautifully. You can never get a mango tree out of an apple seed. You will get the texture, the flavor, the fragrance, the color, and everything that is coded in that little seed. Look at, I mean, just look at that precision. Now, if what I did to make myself understand what like, really I'm going to be doing um, henceforth is that I thought to myself, okay, we are not taking religion here. We're not taking any spiritual philosophies or thoughts in whether there was a past life or there isn't. I'm not, we're not touching there. I'm coming to this point, how I made myself understand is that we have a seed or we have a code, we come coded as well. Doesn't matter from where it got coded. We'll just simply put it, our ancestors, the DNA and the RNA and everything, we come with a code. Now, how do you access that information? That information is what we call the Brahmagyan, the knowledge, the all-knowing. Yeah, and how do we get there? So the steps we take in order to get there, that should be, according to Maslow's uh, triangle, is self-discovery. So how do you discover the whole of you? We are acting and moving only according to the little, little discoveries that we make. Okay, I know this. I don't know this, so I can learn it. I, uh, you know, but what about that gray area, which is I don't know that I don't know. Oh, no. Right? So that code, I was determined to touch. And I said somewhere, the purpose of life, what you now uh, very flowery, ikigai, what is called. But I did want to know what the hell am I doing here? I mean, my father was there one day and he's not there the next day. So, and I didn't go with him, right? So obviously, we all come alone and we go alone. So that much I understood what philosophy tells us. Now, what am I going to be doing between my in-breath and my out-breath, the quality of my life, how is it going to be to celebrate my father's death? At that time, it was very personal. Now, of course, it's become global. 
But that was my starting point. He did not die in vain. He has left a gift for me. And now I have to see it. I have to touch it. And then I'm going to be putting it all out and giving it back to the universe. How much Sunil we take from the planet? Oh, when yeah. are we going to give anything back? If nothing else, okay, no, noise pollution, uh, uh, carbon pollution and everything. But what is actually the worst of it is thought pollution thought pollution. So they got, there's got to be a way. And of course, I had read a lot about and heard a lot about yoga, meditations. I also did the initiation into transcendental meditation. Okay, so all good. Now, all of these things they I practice gives me the benefit. Right? And when I get the benefit, I can share the benefit, but I cannot teach you. I cannot simultaneously have you experience what I am experiencing. So the law that is Advaita, which says we are one, is an experience. It should not remain only as theory. And Reiki initiation, once I started to take, I started to work. I had the uh, first uh, Reiki clinic, which was in Bangalore. Some of my articles, which you have read, are my interviews at that time, because it was very new. And uh, the experiment, let me call it experimentation, for just simply the lack of another word. Uh, how is it? that when we know that energy is passed every time we are talking, we are always exchanging energy between human beings and between uh, you know, nature and us, the creatures of nature. Finally, I ended up doing animal communication as well. So I really tried and tested out even telepathic communication to animals who don't actually, cannot actually verbalize. Mm -hmm. But you simply get that. You know, they, they tell you what they're going through. They tell you exactly how they feel. And of course, uh, people have progressed talking to, you know, plants and stones and rock and water and everything. So how difficult is it to understand that the name of the game is to have a quality life simply because it is a gift to you? Which during the COVID uh, times, we realized how fragile it is. Absolutely. Right. So... Uh, Reiki is a Japanese, it's a technique of energy work, pretty much like yoga, tai chi, uh, pranayama, uh, any other body movement work, breath work, even dancing, for example, belly dancing, and all of these. They all intend to regulate and to uh, finer tune our energy centers. Those are the antennas that connects us with our environment. Mm -hmm. So we collapse, we have the physical body, the stula sharira, the physical body, then you have the mental, you have the emotional, you have financial and spiritual. And as the WHO has declared, uh, health to be not absence uh, of disease, but a sense of well-being. So now let's talk about how do we restore, when we were born, we were pretty much all well-being, well and beings. Now, somewhere we became unwell doings. Now we've got to, you know, uh, you know reset. Yeah, we've got to just put ourselves on that reset uh, mode. So, again, becoming natural. So, Reiki is a natural healing technique. Uh, the godfather of, uh, or the founder of Reiki was a Japanese philosopher and a doctor. The combination of the yogic sciences, of the Christian philosophies, and of the Buddhist healing techniques is what makes Reiki a modality today. Reiki means prana, shakti, cosmic energy, biomagnetic or bioplasmic energy, chi, ki, it all is, that's what uh, the life, the vital life force. In Japanese language, it's called Reiki. Mm. Now, to chant the energy is what all the, all the, there are almost 130 methods to channelize energy, whether it's positive thinking, it's affirmations, it's uh, yoga. There are about 50 meditations. You have spiritual techniques like chanting, uh, reading. Uh, you also have your dances and everything. The USP of Reiki, of this particular modality, is that a qualified Reiki grandmaster finer tunes your antennas a procedure that could take anything between 15 to 20 minutes. 
It's a technique which is applied. And thereafter, you become a conduit of the vital life force energy. You're drawing it anyways. That's how we are alive. We are just finer tuning the antennas to the frequency so that we become a channel. Pretty much like you have an overhead tank. You have you commission one main pipe that comes in. That's the Reiki channel. And then you have that tributaries going into taps into different rooms of your uh, home, uh, kitchen and everything. Those are the output points, which in Reiki become your palms. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it is 130 healing techniques, which for which the USP is that you undergo what we call an initiation process or a attunement or a finer tuning process, after which the Reiki channeling is absolutely automatic. Mm -hmm. Very much electrician comes and joins two wires. He puts a switch there and the bulb can be in any room. Actually, I'll tell you a secret. Absolutely. Yeah, we are glorified electricians. <laughs> so we 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 bringing the electricity and helping it switch on switch on. <laughs> we just call ourselves Reiki grandmasters. We are just nothing but glorified electricians. So mm -hmm. once this connect is made because of the tuning, the channel is formed. The output is your palm. You place your palm anywhere in the body. The energy flows automatically, simply like. You put on the switch, the light bulb comes on. You don't have to do any invocation, meditation, prayer, oh light, please do come. The electrician has done it. You just have to go and put on the light, switch the switch on. <laughs> Similarly, all we need to do is keep our hand on our body and it is automated. So whether we are traveling, we are watching TV, we are having a light conversation, we are uh, you know, uh, having a stroll, you're doing your other exercises, but your hand is on your body, Reiki will continuously, automatically flow, which is why it has gained so much popularity. Children from eight, or should I say, big people at the age of eight, and children of 80 all do Reiki. <laughs> uh, yes, amazing. It's the simplicity, and it's as profound as yoga, as profound as meditations, as profound as uh, any uh, spiritual technology. This is what has made it easy and for which we can't thank our um, grandmaster, Dr. Mikao Usui, enough that he brought it down. You know how Japanese are good with technologies, how he made it into a technology and passed it down that today sitting in our living room, just with a grandmaster, and since I've learned the technique of astral travel, I do my the uh, transferring of the initiation through distance as well. Uh, otherwise, it's like a grandmaster just applies a technique on you, and after that, you're like good to go. And you don't need boosters, you know, you don't need booster shots. So, the practice of Reiki, I'll give you the benefits. The first one is relaxation, the second is detoxification, and the third is rejuvenation. And the more you practice, the more. Are you putting? Yes. So what uh, we have noticed, uh, we've had feedback, I've done my own practice, and uh, what we find is the benefits of Reiki. Let me just list them out for you quickly. The first being relaxation, second being detoxification, and then rejuvenation. Now, when I say this, this begins from day one. The day you get yourself initiated into this uh, frequency of Reiki, into the frequency of the uh, uh, vital life force, immediately the effects start to show with your practice. You keep practicing that much of in-depth, layer by layer, you're able to relax, detoxify, rejuvenate. So we have several grades in Reiki or levels. The first one generally attempts to get you your vitality at the physical level. Mm. So each and every organ goes through its relaxation. It goes through its uh, detoxification, all the chemical deposits, all of the uh, energy rivers that have got blocked. So that is the attempt, uh, more being result being more physical. 
then when we do the second level, which is the actual technology of Reiki is passed on to you, uh, with that we find the mental emotional uh, energy, or uh, should we call it rejuvenation, all of that. Now what we are looking at, the larger picture, right? The larger picture of doing any uh, energy work, or should I call it self-work, or the self-journey, uh, self-help techniques, any of these, they make you resilient. So being told that you have to be positive all the time, you have to be good all the time, you should be a good person. No, no, no. That's not what uh, you know. the universal energy says to you, or nor is it uh, natural to be that. So when you practice energy work or body work, what you get out of it is what we call resilience, but uh, to be specific, to be okay with not being okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. To be okay, like we, we've always been told to be okay, to uh, be okay and okay not to yes, be. Yes. It's very yes. fit. Then we find there is a turbulence in our life. Then uh, there is panic, there is anxiety because the programming is that how can this happen to me? Or how could this relationship break down? Because I did so much for this person. How could he let me down? You see, the expectations bring about disaster in our lives. And our expectations are programmed. You see a baby or a child, when something, uh, water spills or uh, a, a toy breaks, it's the mother and father who go on and on. Oh my God, <laughs> did you get hurt? Oh, it was so expensive. Oh, somebody gave it to me. You should not have done this. Is that is that the baby's response? You look at it for a little while and just move on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that ability to move on is natural. The thing that we do is that we've got stuck there. I'll give you another example. I love this example. Again, I mean, must be very cliche. You must have heard it before. So when you go to see a movie, okay, I mean, not now, but uh, in, in the days when there were movies being projected on a screen, right? Okay. That projector would go and then you would see the screen. Okay. Now the white screen, there's a movie being projected on it. What if that white screen suddenly liked one scene and said, now stop here. I want to just be with the scene. Would any of us get to see the end of that movie? <laughs> mm, <laughs> not really. That's how, that's how ridiculous it is. Easier said than done. We as coaches, I know we uh, uh, would like our, you know, uh, <laughs> the uh, people who are being coached to actually move on, not get stuck. But it may be easier said than done. But then, the point here is how resilient you are. How much is it okay to be not okay? And how to move having not forgive, forget. That's very cliche. You may want to forgive because that's something that we, we, we should do. Otherwise, it has a hook. But if you forget the incidents, then you're likely to make the same mistake. So forgive the person. Maybe even if you want, don't block him out of your uh, social media if you like. That's all we can do. But don't forget what actually caused that misery for you because you're likely to do it again. And to bounce back, there will be a scar. So give yourself Reiki so that your scars are removed and you are healed. Now heal comes from the Latin word whole or holy. So when you say so-and-so is a holy person, you generally look at them as saying, oh, he's a very pure human being, right? We generally say that. So purity comes with purity of thought. To purify yourself, you need to see all of this. Let me call it, I know I'm, I'm doing it for Janta, but I call it poop. <laughs> so physical poop comes out through the excretory system, mental and emotional poop, needs to come out 
And that is what is being breathed out by your energy bodies. Mm. We're not supposed anything stuck at the energy body level. That is at the chakra level. So Reiki is based completely on our Eastern philosophy of the chakra system. The chakras being your uh, antennas. And once they are finer tuned, they draw in the life force energy, appropriate, clean, clear. They distribute it into your body, in and around your body, and breathe out all this poop. Detoxify. For us to fill our cup, we must empty it. And that's an ongoing process. If you keep your chakras healthy, that's what is going to keep on happening. You don't have to apply your mind at all. You'll be, in fact, um, you'll be doing more efficient work on the outside the more you are in touch with the power from within you. Then there are no power struggles. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So very interesting. So I have a very long list of questions in, in, in my head uh, coming through. I think when you start with that gratitude prayer, uh, one of the things that came to me, I think, uh, was a poem that I read in terms of uh, uh, how we, how much my tea is coming from. My tea is actually coming from Assam. My, you know, the, the water is coming from somewhere else. It's, it's rained somewhere. It's got collected somewhere. It's come here somewhere. Somebody's uh, basically brought that particular uh, uh, structure from one place to another. There's this whole lot of travel. And finally, yes. having that tea, it's almost as if the universe is coming to you and, and saying you're, you're tasting the energy of the universe. So yes. a similar space when you put me into that uh, gratitude space yes. for us to be whoever we are, uh, there needs to be so much of things that have flown. Uh, and I think also for me, it was interesting to see that that whole space of the, uh, the emotional, but the you know structures around holding certain and emotions and and also thing for me the electronics engineer in me is like oh i know i know what you're speaking about yes i'm so happy <laughs> yeah. so, and yes. interestingly you said uh, you said astro travel and i was very curious with that so what what's that astro travel is uh, actually we all do it uh, part of our sleep pattern which is sometimes you notice uh, that if somebody wakes you up suddenly, you're not able to exactly come back and say, yes, you know, you feel that there is a little lapse orientation time you need. It happens sometimes. Uh, uh, we, we feel that we were dreaming, so that's why, but that's actually uh, what we've done. Uh, I think it's about 20% uh, of our uh, sleep time. We are uh, having these... Um, should I call it out-of-body experiences? We don't recall, we don't remember, and generally they flow into the dream state and then we go into deep sleep. So by the time we wake up, that's a natural uh, you know, buffer that we have. Otherwise, if we remembered everything we dreamt, everything that happened, we'd be insane. So uh, yeah, there's a technique which I learned uh, from a Tibetan Buddhist uh, teacher. And uh, I use that uh, for the attunements and uh, I used to do that even earlier, the long distance uh, attunements uh, for cancer patients or their caregivers who could not actually come and learn uh, Reiki when it was being done in a seminar hall or uh, at a venue. So now after COVID, I made it the new normal. So, and uh, I take my classes one-on-one, -on -one, uh, which gives me uh, the learning, the scope of also my own spiritual growth. Whereas when you do it uh, offline, uh, it's like you hire a hall, so you have to have a bunch of 20 people. Without that, it's not viable. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, existing in the three-dimensional reality. All of these things we need to take into consideration. So now I find at this point in my life, uh, I want to add value to people who are truly, sincerely seeking it. Mm -hmm. Times that when we started, we, it was all very new. So we were almost like bringing awareness more than doing anything else. We were, you know, uh, people were experiencing. We had meetings every week and we met a lot more people. We gathered a lot of information. My clinic was running. All that is there. But now uh, I think we have matured. There are a lot of uh, modalities that are out there. And uh, those uh, uh, who are practitioners 
have realized that uh, it's now time for each of us also, as we hold space for others, to also walk our own journey inward. Yeah, and uh, with the grace of divine, and of course, all my, uh, my I had called them my, you know, my soul tribe, my students, I call them my soul tribe. Uh, they, we've supported each other to recognize our purpose. And uh, which is, of course, uh, uh, sharing the knowledge of Reiki being my, uh, you know, what I've dedicated my life to. Uh, but I find this creative visualization, which I did with you, a very powerful tool. I've been gifted with a voice that, uh, uh, you know, gives that energy. So I want to definitely, and I've been putting this out uh, for several years now. I've done a lot of creative visualizations. Recently, my admin has uh, started recording them, and she said she probably saw they were more gray hair than black. So she said, <laughs> you know, I might have I better be recording. So I told her I'd like to be remembered by my voice. <laughs> so she's been doing some recordings. But this is what I uh, I offer, and I want to put it out there. And I'd be very, very glad, very um, blessed to hold hands with seekers and uh, we can walk together. There is no leader, there is no teacher here. We are just the soul tribe, yes. We must mm -hmm. recall that we, you know, that we belong and uh, we are holding the space for the planet and for the children to come. So let's not cause any more thought pollution because the Siddhas are wanting to come to their planet. They are going to steer us, what with the AI, so in any case, people are not going to put their mind into too much of uh, studies. <laughs> They'll be learning life skills. <laughs> Probably go back to farming and cultivating and becoming more organic. And growth itself is so organic. Mm. So nature is organic. Growth is organic. And everything is, I mean, to think of it, the birthing process itself is painful. When we are teenagers, we have different kinds of pains. When you're in love, you have a, uh, have, it's painful. And when you're out of it, there is even more pain. So in, in all of that chaos, can we still have, uh, you know, stay grounded and stay firm on if the purpose is revealed to you, just keep walking no matter what. And the universe is here to, to support that. And that's why I'm you. I sense that passion, that that energy, that experience of over 30 plus years in this uh, coming through in, in all the conversations that you you know have had so far. Another observation, maybe just, just on the off track, you said your uh, you know the hands become the palms become uh, radiating centers of the energy. Uh, so when we do the usual, you know, the namaskara, uh, uh, the hand hand. Mm -hmm. So basically, when we put it like this, when when you uh, when you said that, and when I connected these two, uh, is there yes. additionally happens anything interesting that happens? Uh, so yeah, so then there is this, you know, you feel the 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 pressure between your palms, and that's fine. I mean, this is when you're integrating the energies, and when you shake hands or when you touch another person, you're able to share that with others. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the whole thing about this is not our own energy. Mm -hmm. When you are coaching, when I was used to uh, do counseling from counseling, then I, I shifted to becoming a life coach, a transformation coach. And at present, I'm uh, more like a spiritual strategist. Uh, when we are coaching people, we are giving our energy. Knowingly, unknowingly, consciously, unconsciously. Right, because that person is on a lower frequency, to bring them to a sense of well-being, we have to fill up with our own. So most of us counselors, doctors, beauticians, all of us have found Reiki to be a tool to replenish that energy, whatever we have given. Not, of course, there's no meter here. It's not like uh, you know, ten counts gone, so only seven have come back. No, the point is. Do we have a tool to rejuvenate, to replenish? Apart from sleep, every creature on this planet sleeps. Every living thing sleeps, right? That is only to rejuvenate. 
So an hour of Reiki gives you five hours, is equivalent to five hours of deep sleep, mm. which means you have more time to work on the outside or on the inside, whatever journey you've taken on. So you can dilate time. You know, there are people who keep saying, I'm, we are so busy, we don't have time. Time can be dilated. <laughs> yes. You practice a rejuvenation technique and you're good to go. I mean, we go out, we do our work, we come back, give ourselves Reiki, and then we are ready for the next part of our life, uh, of our day. It could be a party, it could be a lecture, it could be just being with family, quality time for our own family. Not coming back saying, okay, now that that drama of, you know, I've done all the work, so now I have to sit back. And what is my idea of sitting back is putting on the news and having that on repeat mode. And the children or the spouse is saying whatever they're saying. <laughs> We've said and heard it too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So this, yes, this energy is, is more like, you know, how I see it. It's more like you, you are a transformer. So you don't, you don't create that energy. You're just accessing it, channeling it, and then yes. moving it forward. Yes. Replenishing whatever you're using. Because in your world, you are giving and taking. But sometimes we are giving more than we are taking. And we cannot stop giving. Mm. We need not be afraid that so-and-so is a vampire. So-and-so is draining my energy. It doesn't matter. Why should we label anything? If you think you need energy, practice something. Instead of just a hot cup of coffee or a good shower, give yourself Reiki, which is more profound. Mm. It will rejuvenate right up to the cellular level. Mm. And then you're more efficient on the outside, right? So that is the thing. I, I find these are very commonly asked questions that, you know, uh, why do we get tired at the end of the day? Will we get tired if we do Reiki for someone else? So that's why uh, a few things that I've been have been asked earlier. I just mm. want to make it clear. Not your own energy. Even if you do get tired, it's because of your emotional attachment to the result. Uh, and which is easily, uh, you know, replenishable. It's like your car is going out of petrol. You don't panic, right? You just reach a petrol pump. <laughs> Maximum, take a rig, go get the petrol and put it in. <laughs> you don't need to panic, right? No need. <laughs> mm. That is a very nice example. Saying, "Hey, your car, your petrol, and then you just, just basically are looking at the next petrol bunker wherever you find petrol, and then off you go." We don't run into a panic, okay? Unless you're on highway, and then you should have thought about it. You should have got some extra fuel, right? <laughs> and just take responsibility for whatever it is, and that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> this looks very, very interesting. And then I think for my listeners, oh, yes. uh, it is. So I have uh, maybe, you know, like a lot of questions, but one thing that's really bubbling up to the surface is uh, what's been one, at least one that you would like to share as a as a moment that you'll always like to remember over the last 30 years of reading? Uh, one is too tough, I know. <laughs> What do I say? Um, every day is good morning, sunshine. What do we have? So there have been so many breakdowns in my life. Um, Health-wise, uh, wealth-wise, relationship-wise. And I don't know if I can pinpoint anything because the resilience doesn't give you that much of time to actually, you do touch rock bottom and then we come up. So uh, I'm not saying that uh, uh, I'm devoid of any, but in fact, I've had so many mo more breakdowns than normal people would. And uh, relationship-wise also, uh, yes, there's been a lot of uh, betrayal that's, uh, that uh, has run my life for quite a while. And I think if it weren't for Reiki, I wouldn't be as... Um, should I say what it gave to me was compassion. What it gave to me, left with me was uh, integrity. What it left with me was uh, total transparency, total transparency. So when trust is broken, uh, you have a choice. Either you go down with that break or you come up uh, being even more uh, 
you know, not only trustworthy, but even more trusting of people. Because you've gone through the worst, it couldn't get worse than that. <laughs> so that's something, yeah. yes, the betrayal that happened in my relationship, maybe the closest, most intimate relationship has uh, uh, given me this. And I think gratitude has worked there. And mm -hmm. which is why I don't start any of my any of my days or anything important that I do, any important work, the respect that uh, everybody needs to get. Uh, life itself needs to be you know, respected. And the only way you can express uh, respect to the universe is by gratitude. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being vulnerable to share that. And maybe, you know, you, you mentioned in passing that, uh, you know, you do Reiki for cancer uh, patients and also those caregivers that work with them. Now, maybe just, just share a little bit more about what, what happens there. Uh, it's not so much the word anymore. Uh, initially, cancer meant, uh, you know, had, was a big trigger for a lot of people. Uh, I think science has evolved and, uh, and coaches like you, uh, you know, are holding the space. Uh, how Reiki works is that, firstly, what we have seen, you know, in uh, stages is that one tends to make peace with the situation a little bit faster than otherwise. The willpower, what we call one of the chakras, which is addressing willpower, uh, groundedness, uh, the sacral chakra, uh, that once it is activated, there is much more, let me call it inner strength for the lack of a better word. So willpower is something that we generally use, but I would like to go deeper because I uh, believe that my audience is very, very intelligent and sensitive. We call it inner um, strength, Atma Shakti. To be able to accept what is and then move to what would I do now? instead of uh, wallowing. So instead of wallowing with the uh, action of somebody else, be it betrayal or be it break of trust, instead of wallowing, it's like you accept, okay, now this is it, now you address it. So acceptance and addressing without the, okay, give yourself a morning time as well. But then you know that you need to move to the next step without, uh, you know, sinking completely down, that nobody can, you know, sort of pull you out. That you go totally off the yeah. radar. So uh, acceptance comes in, uh, willpower, Atma Shakti is built up. Uh, a little bit, I would also say, because I've actually given cancer patients as they were transiting, and what was reported at that time, what I saw and what I sensed, was that pain was also alleviated, and the transition is smooth letting go, or what we call uh, shedding of the physical body. Mm. So it is, um, it is a help for the dying, as they say. Mm. So you, you, when, when you said inner strength, I, I remembered something that you told in our previous conversation. Mind is a, mind is a mystical tool. <laughs> yes, and so powerful, no? So Absolutely. powerful. It can create Absolutely. anything for you. And it can destroy anything for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in, in, in terms of yeah. uh, our, our mind, you know, what can we do, what can we not do? And sometimes when we are so aligned uh, to a purpose, to a space, uh, to an energy, uh, in, in terms of the antenna that you said, uh, a lot of things just simply happen. And I yes. guess acceptance phase and then you know, more in terms of my experience as a coach is I think when you accept, when the coach accepts, then, you know, that's that's when we can actually accept yeah. what next. Then, then there is a possibility that comes out of it. Hmm. So your uh, coach has to bring about that acceptance so that they see the possibility. Absolutely. And then the choices we make, of course, are very hmm. personal, very individual and very... Um, you could say, in a way, uh, <clears throat> destiny-driven. But uh, we do our best to bring it to light uh, so that their gifts and talents can then be, you know, uh, they get busy discovering their gifts and talents. And then the 
the the alignment really takes on because what is naturally coming to them when they start to practice be it painting drawing music whatever mimicry or dancing or playing some game you know uh, many of the uh, uh, seekers i found my soul tribe they've touched about about talents which uh, which they never thought they had in them so you we are so uh, you know we have got everything if diseases can be hereditary why can't talents be <laughs> is the point is can we look that side you know can we just look there those uh, 180 windows that are opening we coaches all we do is just make them look into a certain direction whereas they've been banging their head on a door which might have closed you know So uh, <laughs> we're just holding the space, and this is so beautiful, Sunil. This is my favorite topic: <laughs> human nature, human mind, and absolutely, and the respect for life, and the respect for life. Yes, absolutely. I think somewhere out there, when you shared that space around, you know how uh, how life is, how how you know, the whole space, how the universe works, how that seed comes, uh, you know. Uh, Uh, how a, how a tiny seed can actually have a potential for a huge forest i mean, it 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 grows the same i was um, I was reminded of this dialogue from you know kung fu panda the master ugwe whatever you master. wish for uh, you can always get a peach tree you can wish for an apple tree mango tree but then uh, you will always get what what is there what you saw a very yes uh, thought process yes <laughs> very zen and uh, very beautiful yeah very profound uh, zen very philosophy is very yes so meditations are not about all the time sitting in one place and closing your eyes and focusing it's about every activity you do if you do it wholeheartedly full mind mindfully it is a meditation Absolutely. that is what it is yeah absolutely i think when it, when, the five sense organs are involved in a certain procedure or in a certain activity then it's a meditation that's all <laughs> yeah yes somebody like i i i i felt that when i've done uh, writing so when i'm writing i think i've i i'm on a different plane i you know think things things like the outside world are not really uh, adding to anything so that the internal takes off and sometimes when i see people cooking there they're, they're so into it it it's like they're in a different yes. space they're they're radiating a different energy and aura oh, yes it's, yes it's, you can actually see the aura you know it's glowing yes. <laughs> and then we start and, to study you know waiting for that food yes that yes yes waiting for that food and the food tastes actually uh, very very different the aroma the the uh, delicacy the flavor there's so many things that change when somebody is in that state and they've actually done something Uh, yes yes so they say food and water uh, stores information and stores emotions so whatever you put into it is what you're going to be eating <laughs> yes 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 so there is maybe just another 10 more minutes to for us in the podcast uh, time has flown and i also wanted to touch upon a few things in terms of you know uh, uh, your your experience say pre rape coming to your life uh, that's a like you know miss bangalore space i think also was something that was curious i was curious about that space actually uh, it wasn't <laughs> okay maybe it all uh, you know the sum total is what i'm doing now but uh, that was something my uh, my mother wanted me to do <laughs> is uh, apply and get in and then i don't know uh, you see the thing is that uh, it was about uh, the final question that was asked that was that took the edge otherwise uh, they are very uh, lovely young ladies that were there and uh, i think ultimately it's about your intelligence quotient uh, your quick wittedness and i noticed uh, not to really uh, you know i will accept it not brag about it but i will accept that ultimately how subtle is your thinking how you can grasp and connect with people so that uh, particular sashay award whatever you want to call it actually got me to believe that there is a possibility of connecting with people through expression 
through communication. And that's when I realized how important it is to communicate. The judge asked a question. I gave a reply. The judge asked three, four, eight, ten, whoever the finalist was. And they also mentioned it was the answer to this that took that two points. You know, you get that one point, two points more than uh, some uh, so and so the runner up and the second runner up, whatever. So these were all actually my life's experiences. The other thing that uh, brought me into this field was uh, ultimately, I'm sure it drove me to this field was that whenever somebody got sick in the house, be it my grandmother, my uh, later when I got married, my father-in-law, my mother, my uh, everybody, they would just ask for me to come and sit next to them and hold their hand. And as a young person, as a teenager, as a newly married daughter-in-law, I mean, it used to be a, the most boring thing to do. Why would you ask me to come and just hold your hand? I've got so many other things to do, you know? either in the kitchen or then later it was taking care of little people, uh, little to my children, born within, you know, uh, after a year of my marriage, my first born. And here is my father-in-law saying, uh, Rashmi, just come and hold my hand. Or if I'm eating, you bring the food from the kitchen. Whenever he had a heart attack or he was, he was a very well-known doctor, uh, cardiologist, but uh, it is so, that's how it is, uh, I mean, uh, he had uh, two two bypasses, and before both of them, he insisted that I come and sit next to him. He used to fly me down from Bangalore to our hometown. There was this uh, there was this calling somehow. There was this calling, and uh, I didn't pay heed to it because I just thought that uh, I was being loved, or you know, I took it more in that way that wow, you know, it's so nice to be loved. And here I was the one saying no, no, no. But uh, yeah, the the passing on of my father was the the game changer in my life. I never expected to lose him so soon. Whenever it was, it it's always too soon, right? I was thirty one at that time. I started Reiki at thirty two. Mm. on after a year. So I think if you look back in hindsight, these are all pointers how the universe keeps you know, and then. Uh, uh, I did get married uh, and my husband didn't uh, approve of me doing any modeling and which is again such a very such a good thing for me because if not I think life would have been something else and maybe you know uh, this lifetime wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't be doing my purpose in this lifetime of course we do know that we have several more so maybe in the next one I would have fulfilled but I'm very happy that I can at least start off in this life. <laughs> and that I'm meeting you still. <laughs> How would I meet lovely people like you if, I, if it was for this? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I completely resonate with that. Sometimes it, it, it comes to you and then after some point you have something that says this is my path and after that uh, everything else aligns to it and you feel that yeah. where it should be. And, you and it's always gratitude. Thank you for not letting me do this. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for the awards. Thank you for the breakdowns. Thank you for everything. <laughs> because this is yeah. who I am. That my soul has grown because of that. So you're yeah. back on the gratitude uh, list. Yes, I'm back on gratitude always. Shukrana. <laughs> uh, yes. Been uh, yes. wonderful chatting with you. So maybe uh, one final question. So I had two questions. One was, uh, I was Bangalore back then, uh, you know, in your early childhood, uh, to now oh, wow. Bangalore. And uh, the second question, which whichever you want, you can choose. Um, or maybe you can answer both of them in the four minutes that you have. Um, what What's the legacy or what's the message that you want to leave the audience with? Uh, I think I'll choose the, the message I want to leave with the audience is uh, start to maintain uh, two journals called one, the gratitude journal, the other one, the goals journal. It's very important to have a vision in life. Uh, goals could be, uh, you know, doable ones, something that you really can, uh, you want really uh, to happen in your life and list down at least four or five steps. Do not think of climbing the, see the entire uh, length of the stairway. Climb, take one step at a time and write down those five steps that you will take. 
So a goals journal and a gratitude journal. Before you sleep every single night, at least 10 things that you would be grateful for during the day, which includes for me is that my bed yanked me out in the morning. <laughs> and I actually saw sunshine because as we speak, there are thousands of people who will not see sunshine tomorrow. So starting from there, 10 things that you're grateful for at the end of the day, and uh, once a week, once in 15 days, visit your uh, gold uh, journal and see what are the steps you've taken, what are the ones that you need to, and uh, practice some kind of spiritual work. Do and undertake an inner journey. Because that's where all the gyan, all the power, all the knowledge, all the love, uh, there, is the, there is this well of everything. You need to, that nectar is within you definitely do take a dip into this nectar before you shed your physical body. Otherwise, uh, you know, your uh, nature is not going to be uh, very pleased with this kind of shedding, which is going away, absolutely coming like a mushroom and going away as a mushroom. So leave a legacy, leave something for people to, uh, you know, remember you with, not with just putting your photograph and putting a mala every day. That's something Something that uh, you know will help people to celebrate their own lives and your life. So these two journals is something I will leave you with. Yeah. Thank you so much. So uh, thank you for coming on board. Uh, I have still so many questions. Uh, Bangalore, <laughs> talking with animals, yeah. uh, the other experiences that you've had with Reiki, uh, and you know how uh, you know, people can get in touch with you and what what is that you do when like when you're coming back to Bangalore. <laughs> there are many questions that I have. I think I'll leave that for another podcast, another episode. Uh, yes. It's been fun. Your series. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank yeah, you. And have a nice uh, day and you. continue to inspire. I will. I promise I will. And thank you so much for this opportunity to serve. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. Signing off. Signing off. Thank you.